This is Disney Forever. Welcome to our perpetual Disney movie investigation podcast. I'm Void and I'm here with my co-host Katie, who has amazing pull quotes like this. My life is over. I've been a good girl. I've never lied, except when necessary. (laughs) It's a pretty good quote. I like that one. Today's feature presentation is High School Musical 2. Katie, what is this? It is the second edition to our fabulous high school music three-part movie series. But in this one, they're not in high school. They're on summer vacation, and they get summer jobs. Yep. I I agree with all those statements. Um, There's a little bit of history around this, but this is still a Disney Channel original movie. So there's not a whole lot because, like, there just doesn't tend to be much production history. And there's no, like, theatrical data because it didn't come out in theaters. So um, what I did pull, though, was this was the first broadcast that broke records and got 17.2 million viewers. So at the time it came out, so this would have been 2007, this was the most watched basic cable telecast in history. So think about like broadcast, right? Like in terms of cable, this was just the most watched ever, which is just insanity. So it did really, really well. Um, It got generally favorable reviews from critics, just kind of like Eh, like decent but like not amazing um there's no box office info since it wasn't a theatrical release but it did win some awards it won an american music award for favorite soundtrack a teen choice award for tv movie people's choice award for favorite star under 35 for zach efron and then it also won a bunch of like smaller awards and was nominated for even more like there's a huge list of things this was nominated for that it didn't end up winning um and then it also did well enough that it was adapted into a live theatrical production um and it obviously got another movie like they did high school musical three which we'll cover i'm guessing in the near future katie you betcha um, yeah plus all the other spin-off stuff that we talked about when we talked about the first movie in this series so yeah i mean it did well enough to keep the series going um but in general it was just not quite as favorably received as the first one but audiences really enjoyed it when it came out so high level thoughts katie what do you think of this one um it's good but it's definitely not as good as the first one and there's only like specific parts and songs that i like from this movie most of the time i don't watch the whole thing i'm not gonna lie yeah that was that was kind of telling once i was like watching it and texting you about things you're like oh i don't watch that part or like oh, i haven't seen that part in a long time and i was like wait What do you mean? I thought you loved this series and you were telling me that like, yeah, you just skip parts of this one. Yeah, it's because like there's just parts of it that are like either problematic, right? Or there's parts of it that are just like meh. Yeah. Well, I felt like that too. So I thought overall for this one, um, the choreography was still on point. Like it was incredible. Um, The choreography is just great throughout the whole movie, just like it was in the first one. The movie itself, it was not bad movie it's just not as enjoyable as the first one um and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they threw away the core premise that was so good because the premise was high school musical right it's like it's high school it's all the high school drama and there's a musical going on um this one the premise is that they're at a country club for the summer where they're working and it's just a completely different setting and like story premise that i just i wasn't really feeling it um and i i thought that overall The first movie, because remember, this is a Disney Channel original movie. So was the first one. The first movie, the first high school musical, it kind of like ascended beyond the normal quality level for a Disney Channel original movie. This one just doesn't. Like it feels like a Disney Channel original, right? (laughs) Yeah. Whereas like I was so surprised when I watched High School Musical how much I legitimately enjoyed it and how much it 
it went so far above and beyond a normal Disney Channel movie. And this one, I was like, eh, this is kind of on par with like a Xenon or like other ones I've seen, which is just, eh, it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. That hurt a Um, little bit. Yeah, sorry. Xenon's great. I, we've talked about this already. I'm not going to get into it. I know. So it, this wasn't horrible, but it was definitely like TV movie quality instead of the first one was closer to like movie quality, like theatrical. So I really hope the third one is better is, is where I landed. It is. It is. Trust me. Trust me. I told you okay. that this one wasn't as good. You did. You warned me. So are we watching this one so we can get to the third? Yeah, to be honest. All right. That's fair. I mean, we can um, skip so, it, but whatever. No, I mean, if we're going to do one and three, we got to do the middle one to mm-hmm. just like round it out. So moments, what jumped out at you about this? Like, what are the moments you actually like since you skipped so much of it? Um, I mean, so this movie is like all about summer vacation, right? It's like a typical summer job movie. Um, the part that I thought was like, OK, in the beginning. So like Troy gets everybody this summer job and they're just like mad about it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, they all wanted a summer job, so Troy gets them summer jobs at the country club, and they're like, why do I have to cook? Why am I in the kitchen? Why do I have to do this? Why do I got to play the piano? Why do I have to be a waiter? And we're like, you're making money. Why are you being snooty about it? Can we, just for a second, while while we're talking about the jobs, talk about the fact that they have apparently a ton of free time while they're on the clock? Yeah. I don't think they understand how jobs work no. in this movie. Yeah. Okay. No. It's really funny because it gets called out like a couple of times, right? Like when Gabriella comes in early for her lunch break and the 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 guy who's in charge or whatever, he was like, hmm, a couple minutes early. Hope nobody drowns while you're gone. And I was like, whoa, do they not have a second like yeah. lifeguard? Like nobody bumped her out? Like what kind of a Disney nonsense is this? <laughs> right. Or just like... I don't know. They just do a ton of things that are like core scenes of the movie while they're on the clock. But it's stuff like a picnic in the middle of the golf course with your girlfriend. And it's like, wait, are you punched in right now? Like, are you punching the clock? This isn't something's wrong here. I think they only like punching it out. Like, like we actually see them punching it out like one time. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, Let's see. Uh, the baseball song's pretty good. Enjoy that. Yeah. Okay, if we're going to skip that far ahead, I got to stop and talk about the fact that there's a pineapple song in here that just feels wrong to me. Yeah. Um, at the very least, there's some kind of cultural appropriation going on. At the worst, it's maybe straight up racist. But yeah. in no matter where you land, this song is just in really bad taste. It's... Um, I was like, the song that Sharpay sings is so cringe in so many ways. It's like really, really bad. And like, she doesn't see how it's wrong. And Troy's just like, what is happening? Like, why is this existing? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. But no, the baseball song. I like that one a lot. That was probably my favorite until we get to the last couple sequences of songs. Mm hmm. Yeah, they um they do a great job where it's like because it's really funny because Chad's like, I don't dance. And and Ryan's like you don't and i'm like you guys are literally in a musical are we gonna play this game we're gonna play this card (laughs) (laughs) but see the part that always like baffles me about that whole scene is ryan and chad clearly switched clothing like Uh, why yeah weird there's like no i guess there's like a theory or a rumor that surfaces around this scene that ryan and chad like hooked up and switched clothes all right (laughs) interesting (laughs) yeah i don't know is this a theory 
But yeah, in general, like it's just funny because like one minute he's wearing like Ryan's wearing like the outfit that he's got on with like the beret and then Chad's wearing it and he's wearing his other clothes. So it's just like whatever. <laughs> um, and just put like Sharpay just kind of sucks always. Like, yeah, for the whole movie, basically, like you have different thoughts about her, like in the next one. But to be honest, like she just sucks because she always tries to manipulate things. And then like, she's trying to steal Troy when he's clearly not interested in her. But she doesn't care because she's popular and he's the star athlete at the school. So they should be together. And I'm like, but should you? Because you're kind of awful. Yeah, it's I don't know. She wasn't a very good character in this whole movie. Like no. she's obviously meant to kind of be the bad guy in the first one but she's an interesting and like you love to hate her yes, in that movie yes. in this movie she's just annoying and bad yeah i mean i like the first song that she sings fabulous like i like that song um but like the rest of the time she's just awful yeah um and then that leads us into the best part of the entire movie which is the two songs that pretty much go back to back which is the breakup song gotta go my own way and then troy's solo moment of bet on it yes okay i have thoughts about these two so the the whole like it takes a long time to get there Mm -hmm. but the core tension of this movie and the story they're trying to tell is like he is trying to get in enough with like the rich crowd because they're basically trying to include him and offer him like a way to get a college scholarship and because he's getting included in these things like his friends are ditching him and his girlfriend is like oh you're so different now and the to me it just boiled down to troy being like um or it it was like gabby was kind of like just incapable of understanding how important a college scholarship is and how many dollars that equates to and how that can like literally change a person's life and like that's what he's trying to do in this moment like don't worry about it you're at work go do your lifeguard thing like it shouldn't be your concern what he's doing at work and then he's all just like oh no my consequences have actions when i don't show up for dates that i promise people to come to and it's it's dumb right it's like it's those classic miscommunication storylines where you're just like this is this is a dumb problem whereas the first movie and i keep going back to it because the first one it so surpassed its premise but that core tension of being like on um a popular sports team at your school and also being interested in something that's more of like a niche drama hobby like a musical that was a really interesting tension to explore this like miscommunication of like i want to go to college oh no you're not paying enough attention to me it's just not as interesting to me well it's like the classic high school drama kind of stuff right because like they're clearly they're like 16 right they're juniors in high school they just finished school they're on their summer vacation first love kind of stuff so like gabrielle is like pay attention to me and he's like but my scholarship and then all of his friends are like dude you're different you're not the same because he's like spending time with with the like rich crowd because they also happen to be on the board right at u of a so right he's trying to like help himself but at the same time like he talked about chad with them also it's just that like chad wasn't getting included so he felt like troy was different and that's like the whole premise of her breaking up with him right she's like you're trying to get a scholarship she's like but you're different like if this is if this is who you are then i don't want to know him that was like a line or something at some point in this movie so yeah it's just, just it doesn't work yeah it's it fell this particular one fell into like the normal tropes you see in like young adult uh like teen romance 
movies, this one felt like fell into those tropes. Yeah, like really hard into mm-hmm. those tropes. But you're right. It does lead us to the song when Zac Efron is just walking around a golf course all moody singing to himself. And I had it it was kind of, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of weird. It's, it it's kind of ridiculous. Weird. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's super moody. It's like a music video of Zac Efron walking moodily around a golf course. That is what you watch for like a good three minutes. Yeah. It's so it's really funny because my sister and I, my youngest sister and I like love the high school musical movies and these two songs we listen to all the time. So like we'll be in the car or whatever. And so we'll put on um, Gotta Go My Own Way. I'm Gabriella. She's Troy. So like we're singing along to it and then it just gets ridiculous. Like, right. Like she's saying all the reasons why she's going to break up with him. And then he just comes bursting in. He was like, why do you gotta go? And he like yells. I laugh every single time when my sister sings that part. So it's just like (laughs) hilarious. But like she breaks up with him, runs to her mom's minivan and like leaves. Right. And then Troy has his like aha moment. Right. With bet on me and yeah. or bet on it. And but the thing is, is like when he's like walking, he's literally on the most color saturated set like ever. Like, does grass oh, yeah. really look that color? Like, no, it no. doesn't. And he's like, he's wearing black and Zac Efron is like super tan. So he like stands out hardcore against this, the greenest green of grass you've ever seen in your life and the bluest blue of sky. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a moody 80s musical, honestly. It it really is. And like random stuff happens, right? Where he's like dancing along and then he ends up at like this lake where it's like clearly a CGI like projection of himself, but it's like I'm reflected in the water and I'm like reflections don't look like that. Yeah, it's like that's not how that works. Yeah. And then he just ends up with like a set of golf clubs and he's like swinging and like hitting golf balls and we're like where do these come from? Like what is happening? <laughs> It's it's a great song, but the whole like music video part of it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yep, I agree. But I will say that like kind of after this point, the rest of the movie got better for me. And this is actually pretty deep into the movie that this ends up happening. Yeah. Um. So the the last few musical numbers after this were like probably my favorite ones. They were kind of better than the whole rest of the movie. Once you're finally like headed towards the finish line of the movie. Well, yeah, you get the whole like big moment, right? Where like Zach's going to sing Zach. Troy's going to sing that song like by himself. And then Gabriella just like shows up and then all of a sudden everything is better now. Yeah, exactly. It's good. It's not my favorite. Like those two songs that I mentioned are literally like the only songs I ever listened to from this movie. Interesting. Well, the bad and the good for this one. What do you think was the bad? The song Sharpe sings. Okay. Um, I just thought the premise, like, I think it was just a huge misstep to use this premise. It just doesn't work as well as the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for the good, I thought the the choreography was really good throughout the whole th- thing. And then um, Zac Efron, which I didn't really realize this. You pointed it out for me. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Zac, Zac Efron went and kind of, like, learned to sing between the first one and this one. So he's actually singing in this movie. Yeah, he um they didn't let him sing in the first one because they felt that his voice wasn't power enough powerful enough to match with Vanessa Hudgens, so they mixed his voice with another singer. Um but he took lessons and stuff and like his voice got tremendously better and they let him sing and almost to the point where he like overpowers her when they sing together. 
Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, his voice is really good, which it like gets even better because between two and three, he does hairspray. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we can set the expectations even higher than the first one for the third one? Oh, yeah, because like literally oh, the songs in the third one are like, I listen to the whole soundtrack. I don't skip stuff and I don't skip anything in the movie because it's just that good. Cool. Okay, I'm excited for that third one. But yeah, I hope I'm not hyping it up so bad that it ends up being like, you're like, this movie's terrible. Uh, that's okay. I mean, we suffered through this one, yeah. right? Um, um, anything else for the good for you for this uh, one? I mean, besides Zac Efron actually singing, it's definitely just got to go my own way and bet on it. And then obviously, like, because Kenny Ortega, who we've talked about a bunch of times, did Hocus Pocus. He did all three of the high school musicals as well. Um, and obviously like the choreography is always going to be on point because he's such a good, he does such a great job at choreographing stuff. So yeah, he's really good at that as a director and a choreographer. Mm -hmm. Um, so would we watch it again? Yes, but only the parts that I like. (laughs) I would not, I would skip this one, That's okay. which is, I got, I got to remember, remind everybody. I went in with very low expectations for this whole series and I would definitely watch the first high school musical again. I really legitimately liked it, but this second one, it just, it didn't make the mark for me. I don't think I'd go back and watch this one again. I mean, it honestly doesn't really move a story forward much other than filling the gap between their junior and senior year, because the next movie is all about their senior year of high school. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um, If you guys want to watch along with us, we have coming up next Pollyanna from 1960, Swiss Family Robinson from 1960. Um, I missed one in here, but we have, uh, I'm going to remember off the top of my head, we have D2, the Mighty Ducks, Mm -hmm. coming from 1990-something, seven-ish, something. I don't know. I misplaced it in my notes. Um, And then we're going to do Jungle to Jungle. That one is from 1997. That's a Tim Allen movie, which is It'll be interesting. Um, we have 101 Dalmatians coming up from 1961 and then Tomorrowland from 2015. So a lot of interesting stuff soon. Um, don't forget, we're part of a network. We have podcasts. We have streamers. We have the Geekery blog. All that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or go to geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get sent right to you. Which brings us to Weekly Geekery. Katie, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, Steph, who's a listener of the network, she came to visit me because we went from being internet friends to in real life friends. Um, so she just decided, like, I asked her if she wanted to come visit and then she just did. So, uh, she was here this, like the whole past weekend and we kind of had this like K-pop slash geek to geek mini meetup because another one of the listeners, Chelsea, who I've talked about, um, who I met not too long ago, she also came over to my house (laughs) to like hang out. Um, and meet Steph because she talks to her on Slack all the time. So like they got to meet, which was really great. Um, and then, uh, my podcast co-host Chelsea and her coworker came up from where Chelsea, where they, they live, which is pretty far from me, um, came up to do a K-pop event. And like, they also came over to my house and then like Steph met my Chelsea and like, so it was like this like big meetup, like mini meetup K-pop event thing. That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. Everybody had a great time. Like, uh, other Chelsea couldn't come with us to, um, the K-pop store cause she was going to go do something else. Um, but it was super fun. I'm glad like she was able to come over and like hang out for like an hour and like meet everyone. Uh, so that was like really fun. And then we did like a bunch of K-pop stuff and Steph got to experience that. And also I should make sure that I take Steph or consult her when I like go out to buy things because I walked out of there with buying only the one album that I wanted to buy and not a bunch of other stuff. 
impressive well done thank you i feel very proud of myself um <laughs> good and then the other thing is uh steph wanted to watch the gossip girl reboot that's happening oh yeah and i'm i didn't watch all of the original gossip girl i watched like the first couple of seasons and she was like that's all you need to watch and i was like all right <laughs> um so we watched it and it's total trash tv just like really high budget trash tv <laughs> Um, cause it's on HBO max. So it's like they're rebooted it as like a max original. Okay. And I watched it and the premise is basically the same, but like the original gossip girl, like those characters exist in this world. So it's like kind of meta at the same time. Um, but I feel like I now need to watch the rest of the episodes when they come out, as they come out, because I kind of want to know what's going to happen, even though it was very clear from the first episode, like, oh, there's going to be a love triangle here. These are the people that are going to be having problems. Like, it was very clear what was going to happen, like, through the rest of the season within the first, like, like for the first episode. So. But now you're invested. Yeah. And I'm kind of mad about it. <laughs> okay, um, that's fair. But I'll do it. But I'm really excited because they got Veronica, the girl who plays Veronica Mars, Kristen Bell, um, to come back and voice Gossip Girl again because she was the original voice of Gossip Girl on the original series. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's really interesting how they kind of made it more meta with the reboot. I always like when they incorporate stuff from the past into a reboot like that. Yeah, that's like, so side note, I've watched High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> It's it's a nightmare. I contemplated it one day okay. now that I've watched actual high school musical and I looked at it and it looked too meta for me, so I didn't click on it, but I thought about it. So what it's about is that the they go to high school at East High, so like actually go to the high school, but high school musical is something that is a movie that was filmed at their high school. That's what it is. Yes. So like high okay. school musical exists, but it's like, oh, Troy Bolton, Zach Efron. So it's like very meta. So what they're doing is throughout the first season, they're staging a musical of the musical. It's a nightmare. I followed part of that. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's very meta. And my sister wanted me to watch it. And it was actually pretty good because the, the cast is really good. And... They're all really good singers and stuff. So they did a great job with like casting and stuff, but it's just like super extra meta. So okay. I might end up I'm, watching I most of it. I might click on it on Disney Plus someday. I'll see. I mean, if you're super bored, I would go through it. I'd go for it. Okay. Um, For me this week, I, I've been playing a bunch of Magic on Magic the Gathering Arena. Um, The new set came out. It's a Dungeons and Dragons based set, which is really interesting because they're crossing over with a different property they own, which is D&D. So it's called Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, um, which is one of the settings for D&D. And I've done a little bit of D&D stuff, but it's not like a major hobby of mine, um, unlike some people I know or other co-hosts that I have on other podcasts. But it's really interesting to see how they've like translated some of those mechanics and some of those characters from a completely different game into Magic the Gathering. So that's been really fun to see with this new set. So I've basically just been doing sealed and drafting, which are two different formats you can do. So there's, I know I've talked to you a little bit about like all the different formats of Magic in the past. Um, when a new set comes out, one of my favorite is sealed. So sealed is what they do is they give you um, a certain set of packs and you just open them. I mean, obviously I'm playing the digital version, so it's digital packs and they 
they just open on their own but i get to look at all the cards and you get a certain number of packs and it's just like okay here's all the cards you're working with try to figure out and make a deck from it so it's not about owning every card in the set it's not about like having the optimal or like the perfect deck or anything it's really about like exploring new cards while a new set is coming out so i've been doing a bunch of that and just kind of playing around with this new set and it's really fun so yeah that's kind of my main geekery from the last week is just a bunch of magic stuff and kind of enjoying the new set now that it's fresh that's really cool i know how you like magic the gathering and like it's cool that they're doing like a bunch of like new things since this like game has existed for an extensive amount of time yeah, I think it came out in 1993 was the first set. And yeah, it's I, I go through periods of it, right? Where like I play it for a while, then I take a break. Or like the the last set that I talked about a few months ago, I played it a lot for a long time. And then I kind of stopped for like two, three weeks because I knew this new set was coming out. And now I'm kind of getting back into the new set. So I come and go with it. But it's nice that as a game, it's always being refreshed with new sets that come out like about every three months there's usually about four sets per year mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah it's it's just nice to always have like a new thing to dig into you know whenever you do want to come back to it yeah i mean it's nice that it's still like one it's still popular and still like drawing a crowd of people to like that want to play it so that they can continue to refresh the game on a constant basis one one of the interesting things for me is that for the past like four or five years in a row um they've released enough information about it to show that like every year has been the best and most successful year of magic the gathering ever so even that wasn't always true right it's had periods of up and ups and downs especially for the first like 10 15 years of its life but the last five years here they've been on a really good run where it's just gaining a ton of traction and more and more people are playing um And some of it is like they're doing more things and interesting sets, but some of it is they're just making it more accessible because like I could never go and do the events in person every week like some people do. And I don't want a huge card collection in my house. Like I don't have space for that, but I can play it digitally. Like I can play it, you know, one or two rounds a night when I have 10 minutes that are free, like on my iPad before I go to bed, like I can squeeze it in other places. So I think they're finally realizing that the more they can appeal to like the casual crowd, the more this game can just like keep living on for another decade or another decade after that. So yeah, it's really cool to see kind of the game. The core is the same that it's always been, but with each new set and with each new iteration to just like watch it evolve. I mean, they did a really great job of keeping up with technology because not a lot of games have gone from being like in-person to digital, like games like this, right? Because it started out as a card game and it still is a card game and it's still very popular as that. But also it, if you go digital, then all of a sudden now you have more people that have time and are willing to invest the time in playing it because they can do it from anywhere and they don't have to show up at a specific place at a specific time. Exactly. So yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with the new set. I'll probably be picking away at that for a while. But that's kind of where a lot of my geekery time went the last week. Nice. Super fun. Yeah. Um, That's probably it for this week. You guys can find us all over the internet. Our email address is DisneyForeverPodcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at DisneyEverPod. And you can also talk to us in real time by joining our Slack workspace or our Discord server. 
I blog at agreenmushroom.com, and you can find me at grnmushroom. That's green mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm also on the geek to geek podcast with BJ Keaton. You can also find me on both Twitter and Instagram by searching my handle at Lady Catherine P. And I'm also the co-host of two other podcasts with my best friend, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, and you can't stop me loving K-pop. This has been Disney Forever with Katie and Void. We'll be back next week as long as Disney keeps making content. That can't be forever, right? Well, I mean, I literally just told you that there's a TV series called High School Musical, the musical, the series, and they're on like season three now. (laughs) 